0: Your mind will only um, say or do whatever you believe. So um, it's very un- important to understand that you have to reprogram your mind. You have to, Since we are born up until we die, we are constantly programming our mind.
1: Hello everyone, this is Shantanu and we are here because we sense the urgency of healing, growth and change. Our goal with this company and podcast is to bring you tools and inspiration so we together can create a flourishing world both inwardly and outwardly for ourselves and generations to come. Today we have with us a mindset and behavior coach, a NLP practitioner, a cognitive behavior therapist, a mental health warrior. Zuhab Khan. Zuhab is extremely passionate about men's mental health and working really hard to raise awareness and to help men create a better version of themselves. It's really a wonderful conversation. So hit that subscribe button. And without further ado, it's me and Zuhab Khan on men's mental health. Hello, sir. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Hi, Shantanu. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, I really, really admire uh, the work you are doing for men's mental health and I was really fascinated while looking into you. Uh, You did, uh, recently you did another podcast, Uh, I listened to that also and it was really, really fascinating. So I was wondering, uh, let's start from your origin story and the experiences Mm -hmm. you faced during your mental health issues. I think -hmm. think it's, uh, it's kind of, it will contextualize whatever we are gonna talk today. So let's dive straight into that
0: okay great Uh, thank you Um, and i think uh, most of the south asian men will somehow relate and resonate with my story because i grew up i'm originally from pakistan Uh, i grew up in kuwait Uh, now i'm living in london uh, while I was growing up, it was not uh, like an average childhood. You know, I was constantly reminded uh, that I, I'm a boy, and you know, I have to act and be and sound in a different way. There was um, not criticism, but there was always this extra pressure. You know, if, if I lived, yeah. I bought up in a very masculine society, so the way we dress, the way we walk, the way we talk. It's all constantly reminded us. Um, so for me, it began uh, from from a very um, from the very beginning of my childhood. So I have not discussed this and mentioned this in in any of my previous podcasts. But I was a victim of. I didn't say victim. I think victim is a very wrong word. I was a warrior of a sexual abuse. Um, so I was sexually abused from the age of eight until the age of 13 um with obviously throughout the time and with, with different uh by men and that had a lot of impact on on my mental health but because i was living in a society i was living in a a culture where boys are meant to be strong you know they're meant to be uh, be the man of the family and you know they are not allowed to show their emotions so i had a lot of stuff going on inside me without even me um, recognizing them or knowing them um so fast forward i moved into london when i was 19. um i was going a lot of issues but i was kind of um not paying attention to them so you know my eating habits my irritable you know i was very irritable i was um, not a good diet. These these are the basic signs of, yeah. of someone having any mental health issues. Um, fast forward again a few years, um, I uh, showed signs of depression. Uh, again, I did not pay attention to that because for me, you know, as we were discussing, for me, mental illness is equivalent to mentally being mentally ill. So you know when when somebody talked to me god knows how many years ago that oh uh depression different depression was hardly talked about at that time you know depression was like it, it's like it was a very alien subject um it's still in many yeah. parts of the world um i had a lot of issues in because of my abuse and because of all uh the issues i was going with, I had issues with ha- having friends, you know, I, I didn't have friends, I had maybe I had issues trusting people. Um, I I developed, um, I became a people pleaser. So, you know, everybody and anyone who was close to me, I wanted to please them and keep them close to me, whether it's my family, or there's my, you know, a friend or two, whichever I had uh my relationships I, I was i was if you put me in a company of like five six men or guys i would be very uncomfortable in in that sort of company and sort of environment but these were the signs that i never paid attention to so you know i just yeah. kept off like you know as they say keep kept um brushing under the carpet sort of thing um, i got married fast forward again i got married when i must in my 20 late 20s i got married uh and cool. It it was, again, it was a very different experience because in our culture, in our society, we are never trained, you know, to how to live a married life uh, or if, uh, you know, how to, what does it entail, you know, to be married, you look up. You know, you look up to your surrounding, your brothers, your siblings, and you see that this is how a married life is going to be. So, yes. or, you, or you look up to your parents. You know, you you look at how your parents were uh, living as a couple, and then basically you just try to copy it. And this is how majority of the population lives. This is what you know. They all copy of what they see from their siblings or from their parents. Right. I, I was here. I was, you know, I was here from the age of 19, and I think I got married when I was 28, 29. Um, so I was living on my own for a big chunk of my, you know, adulthood, um, and I, I didn't know how, how. My dad passed away when I was very young, so I never had a collection of how a married couple should be or how a husband should be. Um, and we had issues. Uh, you know, uh, our our first year was terrible. Uh, at least for my wife, it was terrible. <laughs> I had anger issues. Um, yeah. I I was unable to trust her. I was unable to, you know, to open up and share with her. So, you know, all these baggage I carried with me unknowingly. If I would have known that I had to work on myself before I'm getting in a committed relationship, then I would have had. But unfortunately, these things, uh, I was never, these things are never educated in the school. These things are never... Um, talked about openly in public, especially in South Asian community, which is very unfortunate. And um, so, yeah, I mean, first year was, it it was terrible. And then I think within the first, end of first year, beginning of the second year of my marriage, I said, you know what, I think it's the time where I should go and seek some medical help because whatever is happening, it doesn't seem right. Um, I consulted a doctor and doctor diagnosed me with depression now depression runs in my family uh from my from a maternal side so uh, that's something i was not in terms of the word depression but in terms of the symptoms and what happens and the extremes of depression so i was vaguely aware but again you know depression is not something it's a very alien subject as we talk about um so i was diagnosed with depression and then uh, the doctor prescribed me antidepressants um, and I was a bit reluctant um, to, to go on antidepressants because of the side effects. And, you know, I thought maybe let me try to, to work on myself um, first with self-help and see yeah. if that's going to work. Otherwise, I discussed with my doctor that, you know, we should go on either therapy or let's see if the antidepressants work. Um, end of second year, I, I had my first child and that was really the time uh when i said no i have to do something you know i don't yeah. want to i don't want her to give her the life that i experienced you know um About and it. that's the time when i start looking into self-development coaching uh cbt and nlp sort of thing that helps me to become a better person uh above all you know being a better father or better husband and um a better friend Uh, and while doing the courses I I found out a lot about myself I found out a lot about me as a person and the way the things I did and why I did them Um, and hence I work I'm a men's coach and I work predominantly with men um, because I sincerely feel that up until today's society and again living in the west is no different um, it's it's men's mental health is the least talked about topic you know depression in men yes actually prior to re-
1: prior to yeah, li- but- prior to listening to you uh, when you said i work uh, with men uh, men's men's mental health i didn't even thought about mental health separately for women and men that, mm-hmm. like like i never thought i all uh, i con- contemplated a lot about mental health how should we take care of our mental health and all but i never like uh saw it separately so maybe we can get a little into that uh, yeah
0: sure 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 um yeah. you yes okay so like like your physical health you have your mental health yeah okay you and then again this it's it's how a male and a female would have their physical health issues then it's a similar thing that they have mental health issues But unfortunately with with men, the support system they have and the pressure they have around us, it makes us less uh, vulnerable and makes us less vulnerable to be open to talk and discuss. So let me just give you an example. Um, It's a stats which is recorded cases only. So you can imagine what's the case is gonna be now because uh, I'll give you my example. So, for example, my sexual abuse, I have never, ever uh, spoken to anyone up until I was the age of 27, 29. So you can imagine how many cases there are still uh, like me. So um, four in one men at some point in their life has gone through some kind of abuse. So that's the stats. Uh, and these are the stats that are reported. Um, if we talk about suicides, um it says that sixteen point eight deaths reported after in every one hundred thousand deaths are committed by male. Seventy-five percent of uh, reported suicides are by men. Seventy-five um, percent. That was yeah, seventy-five.
1: Like, that really surprises 75% me. Seventy-five
0: percent. It's it the, yes, and it's a very scary, surprising stat that continued for quite a number of years up until today. And this is the stats that I, I quoted is two thousand nineteen, two thousand eighteen. So it's not something um, very you know very long ago.
1: What what differentiates uh, men and women when it comes to mental health?
0: Apart from the physical symptoms. Um, th- there are different physical symptoms, you know, uh, like gen- generalized one, overeating, oversleeping, or less eating or less sleeping, um, you know, affecting their sexual life or, uh, you know, general physical aspect. There's a lot of, um, again, there's a lot of emotional um, symptoms that somebody can look into. But again, it's different from person to person. Now. um for men for most of us we have these you know um expectations from the society expectations from the uh from the culture for yeah. for us being men alone so for example before uh, a child is born even before it's born especially in certain cultures and certain community oh we're going to have a boy you know there is the pressure there my boy will take my my name forward so that that's your pressure yeah. already even before you are in this world when you're born um you know things get started to getting attached so for example pretty pink is only for girls uh blues are for blues boys. Are boys Dinosaurs are <laughs> for boys truck yeah. are for boys you know if it's something to do with cars then you know it's for boys that's a pressure you yeah. know um a lot of these things may may not seems as harmful at at the beginning but in, for some people it can be very harmful so let's say if you are a boy and you like pink color but in your surroundings you you keep on being told that a hey, pink is for girls you know, so you yeah. even though you're drawn to that pink color you are a bit reluctant to openly talk about that pink color and i'm just using it as a, as a metaphor yeah um, or else i'll get, get bullied oh you get bullied or you get yeah. uh you know, slap from your parents or you get um, you get looks from your parents or, you know, you're going to get, uh, people will make fun of you that you're a guy and you're wearing a pink. So these are extra pressures when we start putting on ourselves, you know, things like uh, men are expected to be strong, men are expected to show lack of emotion, you know, boys don't cry sort of thing, uh, being yes. dominant, you know, uh, having control or achieving control or, in some countries in some culture it's like um you know you have to be the breadwinner of of the of the household and that's very one very common fact um now sometimes these views are directly pushed onto us and yeah. sometimes these views are we pick up from our surroundings from our society from our school culture um, friends family from movies and it happens from very young age, so just imagine you have a boy, he's growing up, and again going back to the pink example, he wants to wear a pink t-shirt, and it still happens, and I am, I have friends who have boys, and they still do the same thing, that if he wants a pink t-shirt, they would tell him, like, sorry, you can't have pink because pink is for girls. You're a yeah, boy, it, you need to have a pink t-shirt. It still happens here also, I can relate. <laughs> and and i'm talking about West here i'm talking about in this western uh, western world it it still happens um you know it's these things while you're growing up with these things basically what you're you're conditioning your mind that i need to suppress what i really want what i really am inside in order to be someone what society and other wants me to be yeah and that's where it's it's all starts it's all starts in order to keep someone happy i'm gonna i'm gonna let go of how i am feeling from inside or because i have these extra responsibilities because i'm the man of the society or because i'm the i am i'm supposed to be the strong one so i can't cry out in public or i can't let my emotions out or or let's say in my case uh, i realized that in all fairness when uh, in regards to my abuse, I did not actually realize that I was actually abused up until the age of uh 2021 20, when I actually came to, to UK and when I started yeah. studying and and you when know, I become more sort of more aware that this is what has happened to me. And but it took me a very long time to to not even to apprehend and to understand what has gone what I have gone through, but just to open up and what consequences those abuse had on me that that's a different story uh, if someone
1: who's listening to us and he can relate a lot to your story i want to go back to your story as you said that you went through all that all that and symptoms started to pop up and it took mm-hmm. it took over a decade i think mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah. it took over a decade for you to process all that so what was that journey of healing like journey of healing been
0: um i'm not going to say the roller coaster it can be roller coaster uh, for some people because um first of all if you are a victim of abuse you need to understand that you are not a victim okay it was not your fault because for a very long time and this is with the most of in the most cases of um, sexual abuse that the the, the the I call them warriors the, the victims and the warriors they live in that they live in that uh, phase where they think it was their fault you know it was their fault they must have done said or did something that led to that abuse so they need to understand that it was not your yeah. fault or I want to your... really em- emphasize
1: that you are not a victim you are a warrior right
0: yeah because yeah Um, if you compare yourself to you you know you 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 you're fighting a war you are a warrior because you're fighting an external war and then you're fighting a war which is your internal war so you know victim I I think victim is a very again personally it's a very negative word and people live in that victim personality in victim mentality for a long time oh something happened to me that's why I am like this and if you are living in that kind of mentality or because i was sexually abused i'm going to behave this, this in, in in a certain yeah. way then i will never ever be able to to progress or become a better person so like, we, like
1: we try to fit in that socially constructed conception of being a man similar with victim we try to fit exactly. in that what a victim should do how a victim should act
0: exactly so yeah. you know uh i will be in a victim mentality if i said oh because i was sexually abused uh i am always afraid of other guys or i am afraid to make a friend and that's how because see your mind will only um say or do whatever you believe so um it's very un- important to understand that you have to reprogram your mind We you have to since we are born up until we die we're constantly programming our mind so yes. you know we grow up we look at our surroundings we pick up things same the the, the mentality what we're discussing now that men meant to be strong you know we pick up on these ideas then we act on these ideas and we become whatever people expect us to be. So if people expect me to, uh, for men to, you know, not to show their emotions and be very strong for the family and not to cry, I will tell myself that, Oh, I can't cry. I can't cry. I can't cry. And eventually I will not cry, but you need to understand your emotions at the end of the day is it's, it's an energy. It's it's an energy in motion. Okay. Everything around this is energy. So we are basically nothing but energies. So one, you need to understand if you're not letting uh, out that emotion, that energy somehow, it will somehow it will burst. It will pop out like how you open a soda bottle.
1: Yeah, we tend to think that that by repressing our emotions, uh, they're going to go away. They but will not go that, away. Yeah, I think they that's not how it works. So,
0: no, of course not. Because think of anger issues. So my anger issues, what I had, yeah Um, and you know in for a very in certain part of the culture and and um society it is labeled that men can only show emotion through anger and female can only show through anger through through crying you know if i say are you crying like a girl stop crying like a girl or so you know and in certain part of the world anger a man is being angry is considered to be his masculine trait you know oh he's he's a very angry man it's considered to be as a positive trait but i'm sorry so anger issues uh porn addiction sex addiction uh drugs mm, um, and all the health issues they all come when you are suppressing your emotions so all, everyone, whoever's going through some kind of mental health issues, I'm not saying mental illness, I'm saying mental health issues, they will somehow show us one of these signs. Yeah. Um, and, but what as men we try to do, we try to suppress them and we think it's going to auto-fix. You know, uh, it's just going to go away.
1: I think, I think like, a lot of aggressive behavior is because of suppression. Because beneath beneath anger, as I have observed, is always pain. There is some kind of unprocessed pain. And if you are being aggressive a lot and it's causing uh, someone or you yourself a lot of problem, if you go back and process those those suppressed emotions, oftentimes that aggression goes away.
0: There is again it depends on what kind of aggression and anger we're talking about uh obviously yeah. there's some sort of that you you may need to seek a, a professional help but there's Honestly. so many things that you can do to yourself you know for example i luckily um i never went for a therapy therapy like i never had a long-term therapist or i had a few sessions with a life coach i had a few sessions with a psychologist but i never went for a therapy therapy i i kind of like go through went through a lot of books and that helped me and gave me a tips so first and very important is very important that you actually recognize that acknowledgement is the big issue. one acknowledgement is the key and it's the first thing so there's no point if i tell you shantanu i think you have anger issues because if you say yeah okay so what uh it, it's 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 me i'm not going to accept if i'm not going to accept it i will not do anything yeah doesn't matter how many times people will come and tell me or how many times anybody will come and tell me to do something about it i will not do it unless i recognize and acknowledge it so um and especially with men so um again i'm just going to show one more stats it says about 76 percent people when they conducted the survey and they said um um about 76% of men population who had some kind of issues they basically pretended that everything is fine and they are no longer in I mean they are not not even ready they don't even recognize that needs need some kind of help now just imagine 76 is a very big population yes Um. there's a lot of things again you know it, some things attached with men it's, it's stereotyping you know mm. uh a lot of societal pressure on 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 men where they want to be. So there's a lot of things that men not only put on themselves from the society, but also for just the fear. You, know, For example, if I go and tell even my best friend yeah. that I have this kind of issues, what is he going to think of me that I'm a less of a man?
1: So there is so, one, one. there is uh, that the uh, societal conception of a, being a man and then mm-hmm. what's the reality, like how to find your real self? If,
0: how to find your real self, it's a very, see… Um,
1: because since childhood both- I have been con- conditioned by society and I don't even know that I am conditioned because it happened so earlier in yeah. my uh, in my life in your
0: childhood so uh, yeah. you just basically uncondition yourself you just basically reprogram yourself and simple as that all the answers are within you know you you the way you are is the yeah. answer all you need to do is reprogram your mind and be true to yourself so if i like pink damn i like pink i don't care about what other people will think uh, yeah. If I um, if I want to cry, I will cry because that's how I'm letting go my emotions. I would rather cry in front of my wife rather than I become aggressive or uh, have an anger outburst. So yes, you you have the solutions within you. All you have to do is just to recognize and appreciate and understand that it, it's as simple. It's as simple, you know society your friends your uh your culture will not make you you only you can make yourself the true self you are and it is that simple it is that simple and i'm not saying it's an easy easy way um yeah it's it's uh, for some people it can take a very long time but it's not impossible it's not impossible there Absolutely. are so many things you can do there are so many things you can uh, you know you can work on yourself, you can read through you know a, a life coaching is something you know you can get a coach again and you, and you are you
1: are an example of that yeah you you have done that right uh, thank so, you and
0: i think this is this is the reason why I'm into men's coaching because if I can do it myself because yeah. you know if especially if you are like when I was a father when when, when I became father for the first time again in our culture society. We don't get training. We don't get to, nobody tells us that these are the the pros and cons of becoming a dad or what will you go through mentally? You know, because just imagine all the attention goes to the baby and goes to the mother. Nobody talks about father. Nobody talks about what is that person as a, as a father is going through or will go through when his wife is going through postpartum depression. Nobody talks about his mental health. Never, never heard about.
1: anybody talking about that.
0: Exactly. Because he's not going to get sleep. He His life is changed. His relationship yeah. has changed with his wife. You have this little person who is not used to, but nobody talks about these things, no, and and these are the things that people need to if the, nobody's talking. And these are the things which I picked up that I joined a lot of uh, father support groups and, and then realized that I am not the only one. And me being from a very humble background, if i have gone through this then then people who have gone through worst and they need help so maybe where am i now in my journey there are people who are down there who are basically looking for that help and they are starting their journey so and hence yeah. i i am doing what i'm doing
1: yeah and talking talking of parenting i heard you say that uh you will raise a boy and a girl in a similar fashion
0: absolutely
1: yeah Here absolutely. In, yeah because most of my listeners are indian and here here in india we don't do that we raise them differently and like you are a boy you should do this 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 and you are a girl you should do this this, this. and a lot of turmoil in is because of that because of that parenting
0: of course and i think it comes down to yeah. parenting so now i have two daughters okay so i've got two girls yeah. um And I don't raise them any different than if I would have had a boy. You know, my girls, they wear dresses, they wear, but they also wear T-shirts. They also wear uh, hoodies. Um, You know, I. They can also like blue. (laughs) That's one thing. My older (laughs) daughter, um, she, so we were talking, obviously she goes to school. So she picked up from the school. So she yeah. one day she came to me and she said, "Oh, uh, what is your favorite color, da, uh, Baba?" So she calls me Baba. I said, "Like it's it's um it's pink," and she's like why it's pink? You are a boy; you should like blue. And I said, "Like who says who?" Um, yes. and then again because I'm reprogramming her her mind from now. That day she was telling me something, and she said like, "Oh, I want a blue dress, Daddy, because I like blue." So. I want my child, whether whichever gender I want, I don't want them to attach a certain trait to certain gender. It's very wrong because let's say, let's say you have a, let's say you have a son.
1: Yeah.
0: Likes dancing. Okay. Let's say ballet dancing. Okay. Ballet is considered to be a female sort of attached with a female, but if they say, no, daddy, I want to become a, a ballet dancer. And if I say, no, you're a boy, you can't do that. I'm basically killing his personality. I'm killing what he is, what he enjoys the most. And I think that's what it is. uh, And I'm not saying in India, but also in any South Asian culture or, you know, it's the mentality, you are a boy, you cannot do, you cannot cook. Cooking is for girls, let them be, let them cook. Um, I cook food, you know, one day I give my wife rest. I tell her, it's your rest day. I'll cook meals for everyone and I enjoy it and I enjoy it. And it's a very wrong thing that boys are treated and raised uh, in a certain way and then girls are raised and treated in a certain way. Yes, they are different, but they are different in their physiology. You know, they are different in physiology. And I'm not denying that fact that they are different in physiology, but at the end of the day, we all are made up of emotions. We all are made up of energy and you cannot, energy does not define, I'm a male, I'm yes, I'm a masculine energy and I'm a feminine energy. But if you have emotions, let's say.
1: Yeah. And some might be more emotional, some might be less emotional, but it has nothing to do with gender, right?
0: Exactly. Exactly. I have seen some really strong kick-ass women in my life who are very emotionally strong, but then they have again, it's a different topic, but they are high on their masculine side. They are high on their masculine energy, but yeah. everybody's different, you know, every everybody's different. Um, so I think it's the time right now where we start teaching our coming generation to, to, to be, be more aware of the fact, you know, that um, even I'm having, I'm a guy and I'm having issues. It's not a sign of a weakness. Because this is another mm. thing that I, I said to myself over and over again that oh I yeah. you know I'm a recently married guy and if I tell my wife that my doctor has diagnosed me with depression what, what was she's gonna think that I'm a less of a man or what kind of a man I am, I mean these are fear of you know being labeled that we put on ourselves ninety percent of the times the fear is we are a creation of our own fear and we label it on ourselves it has yeah. nothing to do with reality you know and
1: and you um, have to if you have to if you want to grow you have to be vulnerable sometime
0: vulnerability is a super strength
1: it's my superpower yeah.
0: you know uh, i don't think that i will even think a second with, of of being vulnerable i think i have been vulnerable on this podcast I've, I've ever been on any podcast you know i've never talked about my i've never discussed my sexual abuse uh in in other podcasts i've discussed it on the clubhouse but i've never discussed it on the podcast but that is part of me that is what has made me me I that's have, what makes you a warrior exactly i'm not ashamed of it because it yeah. was not my fault but i am vulnerable about it when i talk about it because when i i remember i only Uh, I was only I only discussed with this with my wife 2020 last year and that moment was my most vulnerable moment in my life because I've known my wife for 14 years I've been married for eight years so she knows me inside out and this part of my life which I have not mentioned to anyone being in that moment where I have to be like the most vulnerable, there was all sort of fear, you know, um, what she's going to think of me as a father, as a husband, as a friend, all these fear was there, but that was the most mon- vulnerable moment I can live. And I live that moment. I can live yeah. anything. I can live, I can be vulnerable anywhere, but that's my superpower. You know, you know, but again, that moment was the most liberating moment for me in my life because I conquered that moment. I can, I believe that I can conquer any, conquer anything. And nine, a majority of the population, we live in the dilemma that if I become vulnerable, what opinion others will make of me? Hence, they decided never ever to be open up, never ever to be vulnerable, never ever to talk about. And they live live their their whole life life in their comfort
1: zone. Never. They live
0: their whole life in in the comfort zone. They live whole their yeah. whole life in the in the fear of of being judged or what, what people um, you know have to um, think about or what people is making opinion about them. So it's very unfortunate.
1: I think I think there's a great deal of strength in being vulnerable, uh, saying to someone like, "This is who I am and this is who I used to be. Take it or leave it." And you become a different Absolutely. kind of person. Uh, by doing that what i am doing with this podcast only uh, it's the last thing on the planet i want to do that i want to come on a camera and show up and talk about issues which are mm-hmm. mostly people are scared of talking about so but we are only scared
0: have... about because we have uh, made an opinion about that particular topic already you know yeah. oh if i ha- if i'm discussing mental health yeah, oh, yeah. maybe they're talking about mental illness. Um, you know, I am in that stage in my life where I actually sorry, I don't know if I can swear on this podcast or not, but actually yeah, you don't can. give a shit about <laughs> you know, I actually don't give a shit about what people think of me, you know. Yeah. There was a very there was a there was a phase in my life where, you know, pandemic everything was locked and you know my hair is all uh you know, I'm not in shape. And I was very um What's the word? I was very reluctant to go on a podcast or record myself or make videos or whatever. And then I worked on it because, you know, sometimes you have to work on it. You have to sit down with that feeling. You have to work on it. Yeah. And then I realized, like, if I'm happy with the way I'm looking at myself in the mirror, then actually I don't really care about what other people will think. You know, at the end of the day, it's their perception of what yes. I am. And actually, I am the only one who knows who I am and what's my worth. So why wasting my energy on thinking of what others will think of me? So I I literally stop giving shit about what people thinks of you and do the things what really matters and what makes you happy.
1: Yeah. If I, if I have to conclude, then it starts with acknowledgement and after acknowledging, you start to uncondition yourself Mm -hmm. and you accept yourself fully. So you don't give a fuck about what anyone (laughs) thinks of you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely yeah no one so, has right to no one has right to to give a fuck about your about you other than yourself and you need to truly 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 love yourself before yes. you are before you lo- start loving anyone else because if you are not loving yourself, you are not being honest with yourself. There's a very famous quote, which is uh, which I like to share. It's by it's by Gandhi. Um, yeah. I don't know exact word to word, but it says it's, it goes something along the line that um, watch your thoughts because your thoughts becomes your words, your words becomes your uh, actions and your actions becomes your destiny and your de- your, your character. It's something along those lines. But I love that because that explains yeah. the whole of CBT in one one phrase. You know, it's all about your actions. It's all about and your actions are your reality is depending on your actions. Your actions depending on your thought. So if you think negatively about yourself, you will become negative.
1: Yeah, and you reminded me of one quote from Gandhi, Gandhi as well. And it what you did here. Uh, he said. Speak your truth, even if your voice shakes. So I think it's a Absolutely. very profound Absolutely. quote. And you said you are a reader as well. So what are few books you have recommended a lot to people, or maybe you have gifted a lot, and why?
0: Um, at the moment, I am reading Jay Shetty's book. Think Like a Monk. Uh, think Like a Monk. I'm very bad with writer's name and title. But um, uh, rich that poor that I I've read I've, I've, I I would recommend that book uh, There's a great book um, Think Grow Rich something like that I'm really bad at the Think names. and Grow Rich by Napoleon Think Hill right? yes 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 yeah. yes uh, So I've read that I, le- I read a lot of books but I read a lot of um, um, What do you call it? articles blogs vlogs
1: yeah i think uh, their blogs people. are very underrated these days definitely definitely And
0: mm. I, 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 i'm a very um i'm more an old uh, audio I'm, I'm a very auditory person so i i like to listen a lot uh so it it, it depends you know if i'm driving i would put on a clubhouse and I would listen to someone uh, there or I would put yeah. on a YouTube video and I listen to to uh, to that but there's a lot of people I like to follow obviously Jay Shetty is one of them there is uh again I'm bad with names there's a guy called Lewis I follow him there is uh Bob Poctor that I follow him um and there's a lot of other uh, people that I See, see, for me, anything that gives me positivity and positive vibe, yeah. I am. Even if it's anyone, anyone, I, I will, I will read, I will look into it, and I will anything that's that's um, that is going to help me as a as a person. Uh, but right now, I am uh, I am working towards my spiritual healing, and I'm working on spirituality and i found a concept which is very alien to me it's called lucid dreaming so I'm, I'm, <laughs> i used to do that amazing. when i was in school <laughs> i say, wow i I'm, I'm yeah i've been looking into it i'm reading these days i'm reading uh Jay and i'm reading about lucid dreaming so hmm. um yeah so that that's what i'm doing but you know it it doesn't have to be that you have to read something read something anything anything that makes you put you in a positive uh aspect of a perspective of life That that's the key part you keep on reading if it's self-help google is our best friend these days you know you put on the best top 10 books on self-help you will get a list yeah. no one is bad no one is it's just something you need to see if you resonate with that thing and it gives you the positive yeah, that's, uh, that's the most important better.
1: thing i think exactly. every uh every person will have his own set of books, which he'll resonate and you should read that so. rather than reading what we are reading.
0: <laughs> no, of course. I mean, you don't have to read what I'm reading. You know, yeah. you, you, you maybe resonate with a different person, you know, maybe some yes. people after this podcast will, will say, you know what, this guy is talking shit, but if they don't resonate me, if they resonate me, that makes sense to them. It's the same thing, you yes. know, read, but at least keep your mind open, read things, you know, uh, don't be the prisoner of your own mind because your mind is not you your circumstances is not you people around you is not you you are far more greater and far more powerful than you ever think and ever imagine
1: oh awesome man tell them where they can find you
0: They can find me on Instagram, uh, which is I am Zuhab Khan. They can find me on Facebook, uh, which is, again, uh, Zuhab Khan. And they can, uh, on my my business page, which is I am Zuhab Khan as well. So, yeah, I'm here for people who, especially for guys, um, who wants to come out of their mental prison, which we 90% of the time, which we build ourselves. um, And, you know, I am very passionate about breaking this taboo where I can genuinely help men to be, not to suffer in silence and be the true version of themselves and really enjoy what they enjoy um, and not to live according to someone else's expectations and, you know, just just be your own, on your own and be happy.
1: Well said, and I'll link all that in the description box thank you and thank you so thanks much. thank you, thank you so much for giving us your time and it no, was a really really a pleasure talking to you.
0: thank you, Shantun. It was nice having you uh and having you be, me being on your podcast and I hope I make a difference in at least one person's life because uh especially message message for guys that listen you know being vulnerable is not a sign of a weakness i think it's the greatest sign of it's it's the greatest sign of being super strong and a message for your female audience that if a guy is in a situation where he's being vulnerable in that moment don't expect him to be the stone for you you know don't expect him to be the rock hard foundation or solid for you because that's his weak moment so appreciate him understand him and give him all the comfort and support he needs without making an opinion so that's my tip
1: yes thank you thank you so much and I was going to ask you about what message you will give to the woman but due to lack of time we'll some maybe someday we'll do a separate podcast for Definitely women only anytime.